JB's Driving Podcast. I was trying to think of a New Year's Eve song that I could play, and Dan Fogelberg came up. How? Yeah, I don't know. Old Lang Syne. I guess this is old an Old Lang Syne. Yeah, it is. Same Old Lang Syne. That's the name of the song. <coughs> this is? Yes. Doesn't sound like it at all. It's, well, it's Dan Fogelberger. Was it Berger or Berg? Fogelberg. Berg. Fogelberg. 1980. The most depressing song in the world. Like he's hanging out at a liquor store or something like in a parking lot of a liquor store. And I'm um, still waiting for him to get to the hook because this does not sound like old Lang song at all. It's about it's coming. It's coming. Oh, okay. So he goes to the bar right. after he sees a girl in a liquor store and it's snowing outside. Okay, so it's like a beautiful you know, time. So they went in the car. He's trying to get fresh with her. Sweet. And they're drinking the car. Oh, depressing. <laughs> so, so he's a broke musician who plays like. They put bars, and uh, she married an architect. He's <laughs> making the big bucks. And he's, like, trying to get with her. And it's not just happening. So he's just whatever. So yeah. Whatever, dude. Dan Dan Fogelberg. I, don't, I still don't think you got to the damn hook. When the snow became <laughs> turned to rain. I I've heard old legs on. Oh no 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 no! This isn't old Lang. This isn't the. This is Dan Fogelberg singing. Like the name of the song is "Same Old Lang Syne." Is that old Lang Syne? Oh okay, all right. I'm That's s- what I'm saying, dude. No. I'm like, what? No, the f- this doesn't no. sound anything it like. No, I agree. It does has nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I apologize. For no, that. no, I'm I'm down now. I get it. So. Uh, I say Jimmy's Ryan podcast. Jim and Paul here. It is our happy holidays, New Year's Eve. It's the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, something like that. Something like I can't tell. This is we are in the holiday taint. Um, for those who don't know what the holiday taint is, the holiday taint is the time period between New Christmas and New Year's Eve where you don't know what day it is, don't know what's going on. Um, Tend to, if you're an alcoholic, you tend to drink even more. Tend to eat a little bit more because who gives a rat's ass? Especially yeah, this, especially this year. The amount of out-of-office emails that I've received is astronomical, even for a normal year. It is ridiculous. Um, I guess people just said the hell with the last year of the uh, 2020, and uh, and they're just vegetating. Or whatever. What was your Christmas? Uh, ups and downs. You know, sorry, I'm actually trying to 
do something for the show, I wasn't yeah. ready to start. I apologize. It's my fault. So, um, go ahead. Let's see. Uh, I think the kids had a good good uh, holiday. I wasn't a, wasn't expecting to have them this week. Um, the uh, I had them for two weeks, and then they were supposed to be with their mother this week, but out of nowhere, she decided she was uh, not going to take them. So, whatever. I'd rather have them anyway. So, she just went there and she got her things to do. Apparently, um, it is what it is. I don't really give a shit. Right. I'd prefer them to be with me anyway. So, um, uh, <coughs> also, uh, my s- my uh, middle child is currently, um, he's got his learner's permit. He's had it for a year, and, you know, it's time what, to what get it. What are the rules nowadays? Seem like the rules, like, when we, when we were getting our learner's permit, it was like you had to be, like, 15 and, like, a half or something? It was 15 and a half. Now it's 15 and three quarters. Uh-huh. Um, so Sophia will be getting her learner's permit in like three weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, then you have to drive for like nine months. So I don't think you can even get your license until, you, you know, like 16 and a half now, which I don't understand that because you're supposed to be able to get it when you're 16. So so it's impossible. Yeah, I don't even understand it. The, the math doesn't seem to work for me. Um in the state of Maryland, it, unless I'm just wrong. And nothing, at this point, it doesn't matter. Nothing because, makes sense in this state anymore. You know, Sophia's like t- three weeks away from being able to get her learners, and she'll get her drivers when she's ready. So I, uh, you know, this entire time, uh, my son had told me, we. I started taking him around to drive okay. when he first got it. Um, he's gone through, you know, the state-mandated uh, driver's um, class. So is that we had no we weren't required to take drivers that when we were you were I wasn't yeah I was I, I was the last class I was the last set that didn't have to uh, take drivers ed. Yeah. but I did take it um, where you learned absolutely nothing no because you you have to take the damn test before you take drivers ed that makes zero sense zero whatsoever sense. so then. Um, the the only thing is that they take you around to teach you to drive and yeah. my teacher didn't teach me to drive my teacher literally taught me how to pass the test and that's it like they were like you're going to take our car up to the the DMV and there's you, you know when you're doing the course and you need to do your parallel parking you line you, you can look through this window and as soon as you see the marker this particular marker in this window, then you stop and you turn so, and you go to this. And it's like they're le- literally right. telling you word for word you, how to pass. The you course. had like the video, like the driver's ed equivalent of a video game walkthrough. Yes. That's all exactly what it was exactly like that. So now it's a little different because they don't uh, they don't take you up to the DMV anymore because I guess that became too much of a headache for them or a racket. It, the whole thing's a racket. It's like, all racket. It went from the year that I went was an optional year because they gave it like two or three years of option before it became required. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mine was an option year, and it was the first year that they upped the prices because okay. like now it's very expensive because you have to do it. Before me, of course, anytime that there's a government mandated thing, it the the price tr- triples. Yeah, like it went from a hundred bucks to four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like college. You know, we we the federal government subsidizes college with student loans and the cost of education skyrockets. I mean, yeah, well, that, I mean, it, it's everywhere. I yeah. mean, I lived here in Maryland. It, you know, back in the day when I actually had this done, it cost $125 yeah. to get a windshield. But in Massachusetts, it cost $450 to get a windshield because you're required to have 
windshield insurance because you're you're in a inclement weather situation. Yep. So they just immediately up the price. So I'm living in Massachusetts. I my car is from Maryland and it's insured through Maryland because I hadn't changed it because I didn't have a permanent address yet. I got a crack in the window. I had to pay the four hundred and fifty dollars out of my pocket because the insurance wasn't going to cover it because it's Maryland. Mar- insurance. It's Maryland insurance. You're living in Massachusetts. So uh, I was just completely screwed there. But yeah. anyway. Um, the, it's the same kind of thing here, you know, with the, with the driving. So anyway, I, I was, uh, you know, I was showing him how to drive when he first got his learner's permit and he told me that he prefers to drive in a vehicle that's up off the road. Yeah. So, you know, his truck, his mother's got a Jeep. Okay. And that sits a lot higher up. So he's like, you know, and I said, okay, so I have the discussion with him and his mother you know he needs the he needs to put his practice time in. So he says he prefers driving in your vehicle to mine. So you need to go ahead and drive him around. He needs to drive. Reminded her every month. I know you guys don't fucking care about my you know personal situation, but every month fucking you are you you're practicing driving. Well, not yet, but we're gonna get to it. So then what happens this week? They're supposed to be with their mother this week, mm-hmm. uh, and out of nowhere, I end up having them, which, like I said earlier, no I prefer to have prefer, them. Yeah, you prefer there, exactly. Well, then I get an email, 8 o'clock Monday morning, mm-hmm. about his uh, drivers. Has he scheduled his driving, driver's ed stuff, and for this who? and that? And for Jonas, the middle kid. Has who, he, who emailed you? Susan. So, uh, so, so she, my ex-wife. Your ex-wife emailed you. Yes. And she's already the mother of the three kids. She she's already shirked responsibility for taking care of them this week. Right now so, she's putting even more responsibility. So basically, you know, has you know when does when is it scheduled and does he have to contact? I'm like, it's not scheduled because he has to have his time in. Did he get all his time in yet? What do you mean? Well, hasn't he been driving with you? Oh. No. Oh. Come to find out, he has done no driving. He has not. Driven a car he since the last time I drove with him six months ago. So he could, uh, six, geez, okay. So this entire time he was supposed to be driving. I guess with his, his mother his brand wasn't new, happening. His brand new Tesla is going to be remain, remaining in the uh, old uh, the old driveway then, huh? Yeah. So he will be. So Monday I'm out three times on Monday driving with him. I'm driving with him. You know, two times yesterday. It's a dangerous time to be driving too. It's just because people are Corona drivers now. People haven't been driving nearly as much as they used to. The amount of bad driving I've seen on the road this year alone, remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah, I mean, that's there is that. But the good part about it is is because there's not as many people on the road. The roads are relatively clear. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, drunks now. he's doing really well. Um, but now I have to somehow – get the 90 it's well you don't have to have the 90 hours in you have to have like i don't know 60 or 70 hours in and then the last whatever amount of hours goes through the driving instructor but they expect you to have at least 60 hours in before you go to them 60 hours so essentially you better be able to drive before Before. you get into the car (laughs) to learn how to drive (laughs) jeez I mean, that, that's it's just that's asinine, that's and stupid. I'm like, what the fuck do these classes do? What are they doing for you? Making because money. in essence, you have to have your you have to have already taken the written test to sit in the class and learn the information 
for the written test. And then you have to completely know how to drive before you get into the car with the guy who's supposed to teach you how to drive. It's, it's ass backwards, man. I remember when I took my motorcycle. Um, I don't know if it's the same. This is 15 years ago, 14 years ago. I, so I took it, the, the driver's ed course through Harley-Davidson. And what happened is they were like the only ones that were allowed to have uh, off off-premises motorcycle testing as well. They were the only one that was. Oh, okay. So that you didn't have to go to DMV for that. Right. They would send a representative out. Now, the representatives who did all the testing were like really close friends with the instructors. The instructors were cool as shit. Remember the last day we were doing our test? Like people would mess up left and right. Do it again. <laughs> pass you. And then the written test. There was like, a couple guys who couldn't do the written test. So they're like, all right, everybody passed. Why don't you all leave? And they closed the doors. They came back out 15 minutes later. Everybody passed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and just shuttled us through. <laughs> now, apparently. I mean, that's just as bad. <laughs> you just, but it's, the, it's the reverse of what you just talked about. Right. I remember Meek and I took it together. I was like, oh, it's just, just all about defeating her in that test. I got it done with like five minutes. <laughs> Not 99%. <laughs> the only reason I got 99% is I forgot to answer a question. <laughs> Jesus. Did I ever tell you the time that I actually, I actually took the uh, cop entrance exam? Okay. This was before. This is the year I went to law school because I was thinking about becoming a cop. And so I, I I'm, was obviously late. <laughs> I, was, I was like 15 minutes late to the test. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that's you know probably didn't. No, didn't go go well. over too well. So, so well, you take the written test first, then you after that you did the physical test. Okay. And I was still waiting to get admitted to law school, so I had to take this 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 uh, written test. I'm 15 minutes late. Go in there, and this lady, this was like the ultimate Karen of Karens. Okay. You want to use that term? You know, she gives me this stink eye. You know you're late, and you know this is a time test. I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> 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 so, I I proceed to annihilate the test. And, like, half the time, I was the first one finished. And I go up there, and she's like, oh, you gave up? I'm like, I'm finished. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> and she's, she's like, yeah, right. I ended up getting, like, a 96% on the test. <laughs> they, gave me, they gave me, like, the physical uh, test show up time, but by then I was already accepted to law school. I just decided to go anyway. Let's go to law school. So. Why not? But, yeah, why not, right? But, yeah, that, that's my story about Anyway, we're not here to talk about our exam experiences, or, or not, or, or Paul's. You know what is going to propel him into our case of hemorrhoids. Uh, we're we're here to talk about uh, JB's Driver podcast and the. I guess we should ad- address uh, the new format that we're moving to. You and I had an executive uh, discussion a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. Not so sure. It was yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. About the new format of the show and, and things that we're going to be incorporating in some respects, reincorporating. For those who've been listening for a while, we used to do clips. I used to, when I didn't have three kids or when the third one was... Uh, gestating? Gestating. Actually, I think he was born. Yeah, you know, he was born. Because that's what actually was the genesis of the show is when he was born and I just wasn't getting out because we had three kids at that point. Um. I had time to sit down and actually edit the show afterwards and insert clips. And since then, the past six months, just my time has not been um, allocated uh, to the show just because I'm, I'm busy. So 
Uh, looking into getting a soundboard, I already did some preliminary discussions, I mean discussions, research with that. Uh, the reincorporate sound clips in the show. Um, it's one thing we look to. We're, we're going to live show. We discussed, uh, I discussed uh, about a month ago getting some camera work and then going to YouTube. That's, that is still in the cards. Uh, I definitely want to do that, but I guess the immediate changes you're going to see to JB's Driving Podcast involves the actual formatting. And what I mean by that is we are no longer going to be going super in-depth with the movies that we are covering. Um, I think that's run its course. We get bogged down a lot with those movies, with the movies that we cover. And so what we're going to do, instead of getting into the weeds of the movies that we cover, we're just going to be talking about the movie from like 10,000 feet up in the air. You know, the, the whole forest of the trees mentality. We're going to assume that you either watch the movie or you're going to watch the movie. We're going to give grades in the movies. We're going to give uh, updates on uh, what other people have. Is that you? That's you. They've given the movie. So it's going to be more of a, 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 a um, what would you just say, like a, it's a universal discussion about the movie. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, more of a, instead of the... Instead of the in-depth review and the 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 page by page reading of the damn movie, which we've we've done in some cases, we've done an entire you know hour yeah. and a half movie in fifteen minutes. Yes, um, I think you know we'll probably concentrate on single scenes that we liked or yeah. absolutely hated. Uh, you know, most of the shit we hate on you know we're hating on on the show. Yeah, uh, but it, the. Uh, you know, I think we're also going to look at possibly doing um, one movie per week instead of do doing, uh, you know, every other week and having two parters. I, I, Unless, of course, it runs really long. If it runs really long, but I think, I, and that's that was the other t the other thing. I think we're going to do that as well. I think we're going to start doing one movie per week, um, and that'll for that'll kind of also force us to keep it within the hour, an hour and ten minute time frame that I would prefer, especially. Uh, the way that we record shows um, to keep it within an hour. Yeah, because right now it seems like our first episode is being used for BS. politics mm -hmm. or you know BS or whatever, and that's fine. But yeah. I think if we, you know, I, I, if you guys are here to listen to you know a specific movie, you know, we're kind of giving you something else. I don't know if you like it or you don't like it, um, but it, it's getting to a point where you know we need to decide you know are we going to keep do we want to you know what do we want to do with the show do you you know and i think the the number one thing we want to do is to make it as entertaining as exactly. possible for people listening and uh it's impossible to uh where are you at you um, went back there um it's impossible for that to occur when you know, we're supposed to be talking about a movie and we're talking about everything but the movie. And yeah. I'm not saying that we won't spend some time. Oh, we, yeah, we, we certainly will. Again, it's it's more of a philosophical discussion about the movie, and, you know, more about what we liked, what we didn't like about the movie. Um, want some podcasts maybe, you know, may look at, as you said, more scenes individually, whereas other ones just like the movie that we're doing today, I don't really think have a whole lot of, a lot of. Uh, uh, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing at all. I mean, we're not. Uh, this is this movie. Unfortunately, if we tried to do 
a two-hour podcast on this movie. I don't think we could. There's it, this would be impossible. and 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 that's that's something to be said because I can you know me and you can sit down and talk two hours on anything. Yes. Um, talking two hours on. Uh, the movie that we're doing today, which uh, I, I guess you still haven't said which one it was going to be. No, I have not. Um, would be difficult. Yes. There's not mm. enough involved <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, there's uh, really not. And it's a short movie, too. It is. I it's, was surprised. I was like, it's only an hour and a half movie. It is not as long. It, it's, I don't know. It. Yeah. Honestly, I have one thing to talk about in this entire movie. That's fine. Uh, you know, and and that and that's it. Like so, you know, I'm not sure if we're. I don't know if you did a write up for this particular I, I, one because I, I didn't know if we were starting the new. We're, doing, we're starting the, the new format today. Oh, my okay. write up is more about facts with the movie and things of like that. You know, I thought there was a, a few facts that were cool that deal with it. Um, before we get to the movie that we're covering, um, and the actor, I think <laughs> that have we. I don't know if we've done it. Maybe. Any thoughts about a Christmas Carol, nineteen ninety nine version? Holy crap! Uh, we're going all the way back to that. Um, that was the last movie we covered. Is it? Yeah. Before that was um, Die Hard two. Oh, okay. I had it reversed for some reason. Oh Jesus! I, I mean, I I'll be honest with you, everybody. I wouldn't spend any no. freaking time watching this no. movie. It is god awful. Um, it's the same exact movie as every other version of Scrooge that you've probably seen, mm. other than like the ones that specifically go off on a tangent. Um, I happened to find one. Well, I, I found that um, American. Oh, the uh, American uh, Christmas uh, Carol. Um, an American Christmas Carol, but I didn't watch it. Oh, yet. it's horrible. I like watched like fifteen minutes. Otherwise, I couldn't. I and couldn't. then um, I also found another version, which is like. A you know it's a white trash American Christmas Carol of some sort. Was that your home movies? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and that um, that one is on uh, just threw uh you off of that. is on Prime. Yeah, you did. You fucking threw me way off on that. Uh, is on Prime right now. Oh, yeah. So um, oh, Jesus, I am sorry. That's okay. I am trying to finish this thing up so I can give it out at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> Our new, uh, our new uh, social media account. I mean, yeah. That's another thing we'll be doing, hopefully promoting this more on this. Because we have a dedicated group of listeners, and it's definitely gone up this year. But we're going to try to take it to the next level next year, um, along with um, you know having a web page, things like that. And we have a lot of content out there. We've covered, we've done this for almost- Three years. Two and a half years, about two and a half years. Uh, this October, actually this September, I'm sorry, 2021. Um we will be have we'll be having this podcast for three years. So anyway, uh plugs. Uh duckpin dot com. Uh got a few columns up there right now. Uh Greg has finished his uh Santa Claus service. Um he's taking a hiatus for the holidays. And um the New Year baby thing just didn't work out, didn't get enough uh traction. So he's going to be ramping up uh, his Cupid, his Cupid business, followed by uh, Lucky the Irish Leprechaun delivery service. So looking forward to seeing what that encompasses. And I guess that we we move on to the movie at this point, uh, which is of course of 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 noted fame from Excalibur, 
Liam Neeson. This sucks. What the the entire sign up process for Parlor? No, yeah, it's because horrible. they it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, no, they want me to. Uh, the problem is the phone number. Yeah, I don't. Like I already that. have one account oh, on this phone number, and they won't let me set up another one with this phone number. And I, uh, you know, you said you have an account on yeah. it, so yeah. you you won't. We can't use your phone number. Huh. I mean, I could make up one, but then what? What then happens what? if they so, try to text somebody's you something? Got, somebody's got, but yeah. So. Um, the movie that we're doing today is uh, 2008's Taken. <coughs> yes. And uh, this is the movie that really launched Liam Neeson from drama actor to action star. It really is. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think if there was another one before this, but I think this was the first one. It was. What, what, what caught me off guard before we get into Liam Neeson, a few facts about the movie itself. Jeff Bridges was originally cast as Brian Mile, Mill, Miles. I don't think he would have worked. No, God, no. God, no. Especially considering it would have been coming off of Lebowski around the same time. Yeah. So he would have done Lebowski and then done Taken. It, there's no way you could take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's uh, nothing. Yeah. So uh, I can't set this up right now. We don't haven't, worry about it. We haven't out, we have a Hotmail account, but we don't have a parlor account. Yet. Okay. We'll um, get all this shit set up. We will. We it's, will. It's all been like last minute decisions that we're trying to make. Roll into the new year. <laughs> uh, the budget for taking was twenty five million dollars, which does is it, I, you know what I'm not sure of. What's and that? this is going to be stupid. Does the budget include the money that's being paid to the actors? Yes. Okay, so when they when they throw out a number like, you know, twenty five million dollars, then that means that all the actors for this movie combined was less than twenty five million dollars plus what it cost to actually make the movie. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to know. Yeah. It's really weird though. Look into Hollywood accounting. They make every like through a series of like shell companies and all. No money, no movie ever makes money from an accountant accounting standpoint. I'm not too surprised about it's, that. It's, a sh- it's like a weird, sh- compl- convoluted shell game where they do it, where it's like they either make no money on it or they make a loss. I'm not surprised. Uh, y- you know, th- what's funny is the people that yell the most about paying your taxes are the ones that avoid them the most. Yes, they're good at it, too. Uh, you know, they, they completely are. I mean, and then, like, 10 years down the road, all these actors end up getting in trouble with the IRS. So it's, I mean, how many people? Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, of course, is the number one guy. And I think he just made so much money so fast. But even even beyond that, MC Hammer got in trouble with oh the IRS. Uh, you know, it, it, these singers and and all these people that like just make tons of money, real fast. They don't know how to handle it. They hire these accounting firms that don't really aren't really there to help these people. They're so, just there to charge them money. It's sometimes really they're like they're family pastors <laughs> yeah that that does happen some i mean you look at the uh, situation with um the comedian that turned actor uh shit he was really big for a minute in the late 90s uh dane cook dane cook that's dane exactly cook what I was about. you yeah. know he his brother was his account manager and his accountant 
and basically stole millions of dollars from them. <laughs> and, and then what do you do? You can't, you know, yeah. the money's gone. It's gone. You're like, never going to be able to get it back. Yeah. Wayne, do you, if, you, if you have um, ESPN Plus, which I don't, one of the old 30 for 30s that I really enjoyed was Wayne Dupree. He is a f- former running back. Okay. Um, and he signed with the USFL, the uh, New Orleans, whatever the hell they were called. I don't know. And his his uh, pastor was his financial advisor, and of course the financial advisor, the pastor took all the money because he's a man of God. And he filters it through the church, and you can't even get it. <laughs> there's no there's nobody to sue because you can't <laughs> sue the goddamn church. Okay. So, um, yeah, twenty five million dollars. Now, that was for taking. The first taken. Now there was two more takens after this, the taken trilogy, which leads right. up to Fam K Janus and Dime. Uh in the in the third Fam K Janus. Fam K whatever her name is, Janison. Uh, yeah. Fam, she's really good looking. Uh she died? She died in the third one, yeah. Oh, I never even saw yeah, the third yeah, one, so she I died, had no man. idea. Get this. So uh, I, I have found that chick incredibly oh. attractive ever since House on Haunted Hill. Oh, oh all the way back then. Oh. She is just now ridiculously attractive and even now that she's older and she's still doesn't, in she did a role um doesn't matter do you uh i'm sure you never watched it it was a spinoff show from the blacklist no and he and she played uh the the main character from the blacklist her husband who was supposed to be dead her husband's mother so essentially she's playing like a 50 60 year old and it's like there's no way there's no way you are just as you might be 50 years old but you are the most you are ridiculous you're ridiculous you're ridiculous for a 40 year old jeans it's just insane and she did everything she does whether it's good or not i tend to end up watching well see i'm a little bit tainted you've never seen nip talk i'm sure no um nip talk was a show in the mid nineties, two thousands, was it that late? I yeah. thought it was mid nineties because it was right around the same time as the Shield. It was, you, yeah, it, it was over. Well, the Shield premiered two thousand two at was the it Super that Bowl. Late? Yeah, two thousand two at the Super Bowl. Where the hell? Why did I think that was a ninety show? Yeah, I don't, you know, we don't sorry. Stuff. Shoot, I was. It's been twenty years. We, Meek and I've been watching the Star Wars trilogy, the original yeah. trilogy, or the prequels. I had no idea that the the Revenge of the Sith was a two thousand five movie. Yeah. Like, I was like. I thought yep. it was like 2000. I had no idea it was oh, 2005. Oh, no, no. It was 2005, 2003, and 2001. 99. Or 99 was, was the first one. I, I was just floored. Because before that, they dropped the remakes yeah. in like 95, 96, and 97 yep. Yep. leading up to the release. Mm-hmm. So I was, I mean, I was shocked. So there is a Nip Talk, which was on FX, was a show about plastic surgery. Right. And a serial killer, which yeah. is really a weird. That mix. was the th- yeah, that was the third season. The oh, first, was it? The okay. first two seasons are great. The first two seasons are great. The serial killer, I think it was the Snatcher or something like that, which was the one of the third, the slasher. The third season was it was bad. It was too dark. Yeah. And then, um, like the fourth season, the Famke comes in as a character. She's like a life coach or something like that. Who needs plastic surgery? Well, you come to find out that she's a. Uh, She's actually a transvestite in there. Sweet. So she's like originally. And the way that it, it's discovered is one of the plastic surgeons on there. Christian, crying game wise? Huh? Is it is discovered yeah, like yeah. crying game? Well, well <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like uh, um, Christian Troy, who is actually 
Kenji's Kenji's uh, first name is Julian. Okay. And we got the name Julian from Julian McMahon, who plays the plastic one of the plastic surgeons in this movie. He also plays Doctor Doom, right? In Fantastic Four. Um. So he's about to have sex with her, and he sticks it in, and his eyes like get like really big. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and he starts to describe how he knows that he she was originally she's a she's a, a post op man. Woman, w- woman, because of the death <laughs> of the vaginal canal. Oh Jesus! I was, I was like, she <laughs> gray. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know that much. I don't want to know that. Like, if I stick it in the wrong hole, I just don't want to know about it. Like, okay, just don't tell me. And the description of it just, just forever scarred me because I agree, she's incredibly hot. I really like that lump in your neck. Oh, it's oh, very attractive. Oh, oh, and that's one they were talking about the Adam. So. So, Fam K. Janison's and she dies. That's where we're Okay. So, so uh, Liam. If she was a post-op, a, a transvestite or transsexual, I think I'd still have sex with you her. You probably would. I have no problem with that. No problem. I I, I would. Um. <laughs> so, Taken had a twenty-five million dollar budget. Liam was paid like one point five million. Taken three, he was paid twenty million. Jesus Christ. 20 million. Which <laughs> the was first his, movie. Which was like Schindler's List. He made like a million bucks. Right. Um, another movie he made like a million bucks for. Like he's, Liam Neeson has been in a lot of great, we'll get to meet Liam Neeson in a second. But Liam Neeson has been in a lot of prominent roles. I was shocked. I was, and like you're going through the roles, you're like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Darkman. Yeah. Which was, yeah, I thought he was great in Darkman. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed him in that. As as much as Larry Drake, I like Larry Drake a yeah. lot too. Larry Drake, he was in as I said Excalibur. Um, he was in Phantom Menace. Yeah, it, what was the one with uh, Judy Foster? Where they found her in the woods or some shit, and I can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head. This see, this is another thing we need. I, I need to become. I need to come prepared, regardless. Yeah. Because it, stuff pops into my head as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. If I'm on script, it's easier for me to stick with it. But I do this all the time to the listeners, and I have. I can. I can honestly say I've been listening to some other podcasts lately, and that's what inspired some of this change that's coming up. And uh, you know, it can't be. It cannot be. Uh, undersold how annoying it is for somebody to go, um, um, I can't think of this. I can't think of that. It's like, I, I sound like a total freaking retard, but at least I'm, I'm ready to acknowledge the fact that it's because of senility. It, it's creeping in at a young age with me, and I've, I'm just like, can't well, you, remember you shit three, from, you got from three two kids days later. Household, you got driver's ed courses, <laughs> you've got. If I gave you a list of what was going on, I gave you a, a, a snippet. <laughs> Seriously, you're fine. You never fine. get that much on this show. You're fine. You're fine. So, <laughs> Liam actually thought that this movie was going to be direct-to-video. He was surprised. I'm not surprised he said that. It's yeah. not that good of a movie, which we haven't gotten to the movie yet, but <laughs> that's okay. yuck. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that uh, Liam was a forklift driver for Guinness. For Guinness? Yeah, he was an assistant architect and an amateur boxer. So... But yeah, he's been a lot of, of, of movies. He's been remember High Spirits? Yes. <laughs> high Spirits. I, I don't remember him in High Dude, Spirits. I can't remember in High We gotta do that movie. That movie is just like 
that just sneaks up on you, man. Dark man. Because that was uh, wasn't that was that Peter Falk? Who was that? I think it was Peter. It was Peter Falk. He was in. Sh- of course, I think most people know him as Oscar Schindler from Schindler's List. Yeah, I think, I think that was really. That's the one where he. The big one yeah, for he, him. Um, he's had other roles, but I don't think anyone propelled now. him forward like Schindler's List. Right. Nell. 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 That's the one. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's like he's um. I think he's related to Jolie uh, Richardson, who is actually Nip Talk. Oh, okay. Jolie, whatever her name is, yeah, who is uh, that one famous woman's Natasha somebody. I just can't. It's Richardson? Oh, no, no, not, not, no. She's married to Natasha Richardson, I think. Oh, okay. Somebody else. It was, um, she was a big sex pot back in the 60s or 70s. He was in Rob Roy, <laughs> Phantom Menace. He was Aslan. Oh, Rob Roy, yeah, I remember that now. He that was, you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, he was in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. I mean, that's another great, well, yeah, freaking great role. But that was later. That yeah. was after the Taken movies. It was before. Was it? Yeah, Batman Begins was 2005. Yeah. Uh, Taken was 2008. What the f- I thought he, I literally it, thought he oh, got the listen. Batman Begins movie because of Taken. Listen. I my brain is Neither, scattered. You and I are not Copernicus. All right, we you know we cannot keep track of what year what comes out when. It's like yeah, you know, I, I guess so. Back, I just said it, like I can't look back. I'm like Sith was 2005. I could not believe that. I was like it was that the year that I graduated from law school. I thought it was back when I was in college. Wow. So he got this role. He got taken because of Batman Begins. Maybe I don't know. I don't know which one came. Which one came out first, Schindler or Batman Begins? Schindler was back in '93. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, that makes sense then. He was uh, the voice of Aslan in The Line of Witch in the Wardrobe. I don't know. I um, never saw that one. It was good. Yeah, I mean, you had to be, you should be a you know, Narnia fan. I'm not a Narnia yeah, fan. Yeah. That's why I never watched and it. C.S. Lewis is one of the, the greatest writers of all time. Uh, then you have Taken, Clash of the Titans, The A-Team, uh, The Grey, which is an underrated movie. The A-Team? The A-Team. Who the hell was he I in The A-Team? I don't know. I've never seen The A-Team. I've watched the A Team. I don't remember it. And of course, we all so. Um, cla- I mean, uh, the Gray. Uh, I mentioned that, which is a. I love that movie. It's about human survival and being chased by. Yeah, the, the one where he's in the woods yeah. or something. Yeah. Not everybody's favorite. I actually enjoy. It. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one, and I'm not a fan of the uh, Battleship. Then <laughs> <laughs> Battleship sucked. <laughs> but I was thinking of the um, the Titanic guy. Uh, uh, he did one. The Reverend, Reverence, or oh, the Reverend, Reverend, yeah, I wasn't a big fan the of that one either. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. whatever. They're, they're, just, they're all they all blend together after a certain amount of time. They do, they do, and uh, so Taken Two, Taken Three, Taken Two, times, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's now a, Taken he's Two, me and your mom are about to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't think I ever watched Taken Two. I I did not like Taken. I didn't like it enough that I didn't watch the other two, and I love Femke. Well, we would. <laughs> I, I I just uh, you know so well, I you couldn't see, you get got, past that. You guys see the next two then, because she's in both of them. I'm sure she is, but she I don't. She dies in the third one. I I not I'll let that spoil it for you. So so <laughs> then there would be no reason for me to watch it. So what's Except funny for the about retarded this, daughter? What's <laughs> funny about this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, the first thing we're gonna hit on. That's got to. That's gonna be. It's gotta one. be. Even my daughter was laughing hysterically about that because she was supposed. To, 
my daughter was supposed to do the show with us tonight, but unfortunately, because of our timing, she wasn't able to do it. That's okay. So, um, you know, but we watched it and reviewed, you know, sat down and discussed it ahead of time, and we were going to do a whole thing, but we can't do it without her. Uh, but, the, you know, we I, I'm waiting patiently till we get to the movie. We're about so. <laughs> a few other things I want to cover before we get to the actual movie. And again, it'll be different means a different format. So the story was first, it was believed that it was going to be based on real life events involving this guy named William Hiller, who claimed to be a retired special forces operative whose daughter was kidnapped, kept as a sex slave, and then murdered. But he, he like did like a whole college circuit about and all this, but he was later exposed as a fraud. Having <laughs> made, <laughs> he Which made, part? All of it all or of it, any of it? All of it. <laughs> it was all just make-believe. <laughs> he, he made a buttload of money from this story, and it was real that revealed that he neither was in the Army nor he had a, a daughter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, on a serious note, you know, this the movie does hit on one topic that, that I'm a big, uh, big uh, educator on. That's human trafficking, and it's increasing. Um don't want to get in the weeds because this, this is more of a comedy podcast. But I, I do encourage you to uh, look into the human trafficking problem that we have. Um, yeah, it's, it's <coughs> people, you know, people want to talk about slavery that took place 400 years ago. But the slavery that goes around now is just as bad. It's just as disgusting. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the slavery in this country is all, it's you know, it's, it's, it is. surrounding the sex trafficking. Yep. Um, But then you, you know, there is literally, you know, just old school slavery in other countries still. Oh, yeah. But in this country, it's mostly about the sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, exactly. And it's it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's people that are forced into a situation. They have no rights. They have no way of getting out of it. And it's it's a disgusting thing. And and it's something for a. Uh, somebody who wants to spend a lot more time on it than than we have to spend on it. I've written about it in the past. It is a big deal, and it's becoming more and more of an issue. Um, that's what happens when you have porous borders and corrupt people in this world. So it's it's the second, sorry, it's the third largest uh, international crime industry behind illegal drugs and arms trafficking. It's a huge problem on the southern border. Near 600 to 800 people are trapped across international borders every year. 80% are female and half of them are children. It's a big issue. It's yeah. a big issue. And and if you have kids, just want to make uh want to highlight this. And this movie actually has this and it's the whole idea of grooming. Grooming you see on video games these days. You see a lot of kids who are kidnapped and 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 forced into prostitution with drugs and all that through grooming. Through video games, through younger people who, you know, they can trust. Just be on the lookout for that parents. It, it's becoming an increasing problem. Um, <laughs> so anyway, enough about that depressing shit. Yeah. More information, go to Polaris, uh, Polaris uh, Project. Uh, they're, they're really big on that. So before we get to the, this movie, another thing that we were going to incorporate was the whole um, idea of giving you the Rotten Tomatoes score, right? I noticed that Soul was released on Disney+, Plus and apparently it stinks. But of course, Rotten Tomatoes being the PC bullshit pulpit. Oh. Sorry, he's in here. The PC pulpit that it is gave it a 95%. So t- the critics, though. The critics, So you've yeah. got to look at both of those scores. Yeah. It's very important <laughs> to look at both scores. Um, yep, yep. Critic scores, they're almost, they're almost always wrong. 
Yeah, yes. That's the best way I can put it. Like, there's every once in a while, there's a universally liked or universally panned movie. Yes. Um, but most of the time, you'll get a 12 Years a Slave that ends up getting like a 98 by the critics and like a 64 by the people who actually watch the movie. Now, I'm not saying those are the actual numbers because I don't know. I'm just making an example of that type of movie where it's like an art house film. Uh, you know, that's specifically made for critics. Yeah. It's, uh, it's literally, like, it could be, as long as it has some underlying liberal message, it could be an hour and a half of people putting, a, a, like, a, a pint glass up to their butthole, farting, and then sniffing it for an hour and a half. I think since we're past Christmas, and I, I have not seen the movie, I'm going to preface it with, I have not seen the movie yet, uh, but I can tell you that I know multiple people that have seen Wonder Woman 84. Uh, a movie that has gotten universally, you know, critics love this goddamn movie because it's got everything that a critic wants, all of those uh, liberal values uh, peppered in, but not overwhelming. Um, it's still got somewhat of an interesting story, but it's kind of like a very vanilla version of the first Wonder Woman movie, which I was a fan of the first Wonder Woman the movie. The first one was good. Uh, this one is basically the same movie from what I understand. Uh, it's just that it's very boring, mm -hmm. a lot more, you know, uh, girl power type stuff, which I don't have a problem with unless it's in your face type girl power shit. So the first one was really good with it, mm -hmm. I thought. I thought that they, the scenes that they had on Thessal, uh, I, I don't know how to say that. The, the uh, I haven't seen the Thermopylae. The, whatever the hell it is where Wonder Woman comes Thermos, from. Thermos. Thermos. Thermomachus. Thermomachus. I don't know what that, I don't know how to say it. Anyway, the island of, you know, misfit, misfit chicken, chicks. <laughs> um, like that whole scene and, and, you know, showing how, you know, a man coming into their society would be cryptic. You know, I didn't mind any of that because it wasn't really in your face like, you know, you're bad because you're a man type bullshit. Yeah. I hear there's a little more of the, you know, it's because you're a man, you're a piece of shit. And then they, you know, they having, you know, having the, what's his name, Steve... Um, is it Steve of Queen? Whatever the hell the the love interest is played by Chris Pine. Uh, you know, he just magically comes back into this movie even though he's supposed to be dead. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, stupid th stuff that's just thrown in there for no good reason whatsoever. Uh, a lot of, you know, PC-type shit. But essentially, that's kind of the... That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if the critics are all loving this shit, yeah. and everybody I've talked to has said... It's boring and a watered-down yeah. version of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I think the best – I think one of the, the biggest movies that, like, highlights that is Black Panther, where they were giving it the, – the, 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 the critics, Rotten Tomatoes, were giving it, like, higher scores than Empire Strikes Back, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yes. But it's really tepid. It was more like a 75% on the audience scores. Yeah, I think – and I think that that's – probably accurate even though i personally didn't like it even that much it's yeah. one of my least favorites because of the messaging yes. that's in the movie it's like enough and then enough, enough. and then the stuff that was hard to swallow and i know we discussed this we have this is in our archives uh we did the black panther a couple years ago yeah. before uh they were up for the oscars um but you know you have two of the smartest geniuses in the world in bruce banner <laughs> And Tony Stark, and yeah. they are out outsmarted by a fifteen-year-old uh, Wakanda girl. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, come yeah. on, this it's is just, just ridiculous. Yeah, just it's, it's stupid. just like the the comics now. I mean, 
when Tony Stark kind of went down and they replace and Ironheart or whatever the hell she calls herself comes yeah. out, she's a 15 year old who yeah. figured out how to make her own suit yeah, when she dude. was 15. Marvel's it's like, dead. It's enough. It's and enough of this dude, bullshit. I saw. I saw um, <sighs> the previews for like the MC universe. It's all SJW stuff. It's just all SJ. It's it's not even like. 50-50. It's just all going to SJ. I'm like, I'm done with this. I mean, I'm really interested in the um, the WandaVision. I, I have a bad feeling that it's not going to go as well as I want it to, mm-hmm. but I am interested in seeing it. It's different enough that I think that I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it and see right. if it's any good. Uh, but there are some other things. Like, I am not really interested in... Winter Soldier and Captain America, or whatever the hell that thing was Falcon. going to be, yeah. Falcon. Not interested in that. I, it just doesn't even look interesting at all. It looks like it's going to be some kind of weird vehicle to propel this. You know, uh, it, it looks like a uh, like an eighties cop buddy cop movie. Yeah, is kind of the way that it looks like it's going to go with a bunch of CGI. Right. And I'm just like, what are we looking at here? I don't know. <laughs> what are we trying to figure out? <laughs> I mean, you're looking, looking past me like I'm not here. Well, Hero was, was doing somersaults off the couch. Now he's going upstairs. But Mika was talking to him, so it's okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's get back on let's get back on point with the, the Rotten Tomatoes scores that we're gonna be incorporating. Oh yeah. So okay. we're gonna give a few reviews or snippets about the the uh, movie that we're reviewing from the critics found on Rotten Tomato. Yes. We'll give the scores. And then we're going to give our feedback at the end. Yeah, I think that's the best way. You know, it's just to kind of give the critics' point of view, maybe one of the audience' point of view, and then give our point of view at the end. Uh, You know, I think this would be the way that we're going to go forward with this. So what do you think the critics gave this score? What was the score the critics gave? What do you think? I mean, I would guess that it would be in the 70s. A little low. I mean, a little high. They gave it a fifty nine percent. Okay, all right. That and then, and it's because it's an action film. It's kind of uh, he was not looked upon, you know, with a lot of grace at that point in in the late two in the mid two thousands. So I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Some of the reviews that I've read, I pulled up here. This is this is this is the type of people that we're dealing with that are critics. Doting dads are doting dads. You know where this is going. That's, I guess, and there is no stopping him, which is a shame as what follows is a big sorry mess of the most cliched, improbable, and xenophobic kind. That's well, from okay. Deborah Ross. Now I understand where they're coming with this. <laughs> and, and the sad thing is, is the part of the movie that I think is the most disgusting is to sit there and say he's a doting dad. I mean, he he basically put his career before his family, cost him his marriage, and then suddenly he grows a conscience and wants to spend time with his daughter and wonders why his daughter doesn't want to have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you know, it's it's self importance at 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 every point. So how can you call him a doting dad? I don't know. Um, and then. You know, the xenophobic shit, it's like, uh, come on. Where, I don't know how you can go xenophobic well, on this. Well, because they're claiming, she's claiming that. You can't do that to Eastern European Albanians. It's not fair. 
<laughs> because they're they're not the, like that apparently, which is sort of wrong. Yeah, I mean, Eastern European Europe does have a, a a fairly high level of human trafficking. Yes, I mean, that whole Eastern Bloc, those Eastern Bloc countries are notorious for that. I mean, there's a reason why there's a bunch of male order brides that come from that area as well as Ukraine and all. I mean, that that whole industry is huge and it <coughs> goes right down to the Middle East, which goes right down to India. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's what we're getting. So they gave it, they gave that. But a, you could have made this story anywhere. Yeah, you could have. I think if it's in Europe, then it's usually going to be Eastern European. Mm-hmm. If they had done this in Mexico, then it would have been Honduras uh, yeah, or they, something to that effect, where, or Chile, yeah. where, you know, you have a lot of, uh, you know, slave trading. Yeah, it would have gone, it would have started in the, th- the three, then up through the Mexico. But see, I would think that they would find that more xenophobic because then you're looking at, instead of looking at white on white crime, you're looking at, you know, well, uh, Southern uh, uh, Spanish or, or you, well, know. you know. you know how the pyramid of oppression works. White, I'm just saying it's white just male Americans are at the, the like we we are that line at the bottom. And then, but see that's why I'm saying why would you give a fuck about uh, Eastern Europeans? They're white, you know. Well, you know, some say they're Mediterranean. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just it. It seems to be odd to go xenophobic on that one. I agree. All right. So so, uh, but the audience. What do you think the audience gave it? I I'm, I'm going to go in the 70s again. Eighty five percent. Really? That high? Yeah, man. 85%. I can't believe that this movie was like that much. Yeah, man. Maybe because it's just me being... I just thought it was a, just a cheap-ass ripoff of Die Hard. Um, it's the single guy... This isn't a Christmas movie, though. Well, come on. You it's know not, what I'm it's saying. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't see it. You're I, an asshole. I don't see it. I it's, think... it's the guy... But see, I think the difference between this and that is, is that... You know, you had just the the New York cop who who do, who doesn't have a certain set of skills, <laughs> versus this guy who's supposed to be like Johnny on the spot can save everyone, including the president, no matter what. Which 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 gets me about this, and we'll move it, we'll move right into the, the movie itself. Um, we've already talked about how Fabke Jansen is high. Yeah, <laughs> so we could we could X that off the list. Um, what gets me is how is Liam Neeson's character. Broke. Why is he in a shop buying like a used karaoke machine when he's like ex CIA? See, I don't know that he is broke. I buying a like, yeah because he's an asshole because he's an anal retentive asshole, which you know they touch on it, but they don't really touch on it. Like I think they put it in a light where like the ex wife says it, so that you have to look at it with a little ki- bit of contempt. It's like no, he is an anal retentive piece of garbage. He is horrible. He is me times two. <laughs> it's Time, just ridiculous. Times two? I mean times a half, I don't know. Times a million. So, now, oh fuck okay. you, dude. <laughs> times a half. So let's get to the one of the, the worst parts about this movie. And you can't look any further than Maggie Grace or whatever her name is. Good God. The, is that the daughter? That's the daughter. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit, dude! How how hateable is she within like the first three minutes of it being introduced to her? Like it's 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 an the very first time you see her, she does the worst thing, and she does this every scene that you see her after that, and she runs, and she runs like I. 
I don't even know how to put it because it's the most my my daughter said she runs with her face. And I was like, I think she runs with her tits like as far out as humanly possible without moving her body and her arms hang loosely to the side. So she just looks like I and I and I'm not trying to be hurtful, but she just looks retarded. She just there's looks like there's something wrong with her mentally where she is just like it just runs like I don't even know how to describe it. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in a movie. Since Christmas Carol 99. S- I, I mean, it's not about acting, though. It has to be her. This is her. This is the way she runs in real life. This is the way <laughs> she thought people run. Well, she like, usually usually people, player. you sit there and you watch people run and they have their arms at their side yeah, and they're, they're like jog, jogging along yes, and shit. There is, everybody has a vision of how to run. She obviously does not. Her arms don't move. They hang to their side mm-hmm. and they and it's just like, what? Ah, daddy. daddy. And you hate her immediately. And then she's being kidnapped and you're just like, my daughter literally said, why didn't he just go buy a new daughter? Seriously, because <laughs> y- there was nothing to save there. She, my daughter, thought that she was the. W- there was nothing redeemable. There's nothing about this there, this daughter at there, all. There's nothing. Re- I think what makes it worse. Okay, so the actress Maggie Ray, she's 25 years old when she's playing this character, and she looks like she's 25. she does look like she's 25. <laughs> I don't know how old. I she, think she, she was like supposed to be 16. I, I think I'm guessing she's 18. Because she would have been a senior or they something. S- they say in the movie like um, something along the lines where she's not eighteen yet. Like you know, we're not, I'm not letting a girl. She can't be because yeah. she needed his permission. Yeah, so exactly. she can only be seven. She's seventeen, mm-hmm. and her friend is nineteen. So yeah, just like a you know, why would anybody agree to send their seventeen, sixteen year old daughter with her sixteen, seventeen year old friend over to Europe? No, by themselves. I don't see, especially when you have. When it's, you know, Femke obviously married some rich asshole. Yes. Uh, because they make sure that you know that this guy's rich. Which and part of that is when, when Maggie Grace is riding on the horse. And the horse is up. <laughs> and it, it's one of those scenes. You just hate her even more. You hate her. <laughs> and it's and it's designed to make you hate the the stepfather. But I love that scene. I love it because it's like he spends all this time to buy a used karaoke machine from a from a pawn shop. He's been looking at it for eight goddamn years. Yes, because she wants to be a singer. Because she wanted, she said one time when she was five, she wanted to be a singer. Yeah. And she and and somehow a karaoke machine is going to. You have a karaoke. You have the same karaoke machine sitting two yes, feet away. It's the same. Thank God, because your daughter wants to be a singer. Holy Jesus! <laughs> Just stupid. Like that whole scene. There's like there's like a million people at this party, <laughs> and she's riding the horse through the party. I hate her. I was like, I hate this girl. I don't care if she's taken. I don't. Why are you wasting your time today watching to find this girl? Well, then they're over, and then you're not allowed over that part of the party. All the adults are on this side. What is of the, that? But the but then the stepfather comes out with the pony. On the kids' side, so I guess he he was allowed. I don't know. I don't know. It was just uh, 
I hate that girl. I hate that girl. She is so hateable. Like the only person that I find more hateable is the chick that does the. Uh, she's she used to be on um, the Big Bang, and she does the commercials with uh, William Shatner, uh, where they're selling, you know, Priceline or whatever. No. Kelly Cuckoo or something. Cuckoo. Kelly Cuckoo. Cuckoo or something to that effect. I find her just as annoying as as this this chick. Man. Man, it's just hard. So, and, and, and like, it's a short movie. The first half an hour is literally dedicated. Is li- it's the, set up. The first half an hour of an hour and a half movie is set up to the best line, one of the best lines of, of any movie um, you could think of. And, and, and let me just. Well, okay, but before you get to that, to another scene where it's, it's extremely hateable. It's, it's set up to make you hate the ex-wife once again but the problem is is that i am i i'm the kind of person that you know you know how i am i love my kids i've been you know i've been a single father pretty much their entire lives yes i want to spend as much time with my kids as humanly possible right. so it makes me it makes it very difficult for me to sit there and see some asshole who chose his career over his kids mm-hmm. And then decides that he's the most important person in their lives. And that's essentially what happens when he gets the phone call for the lunch. Right. He's supposed to meet them for the lunch, um, which all of that's just another vehicle so that he can win his daughter's affection at the end. But, um, you know, he's supposed to meet them for lunch. And then the mother and he's got it built up in his mind that this. You know, the six-year-old girl that he knew or five-year-old girl that he knew is going to show up and have a malted with him at the counter <laughs> drugstore. You know, I mean, it, it's just like he's built this thing in his head that's never going to fucking happen. Yeah. It couldn't possibly meet the expectations that he sets. But then she just totally undercuts it because all she, she just, you know, not only did she want something, which is fine because she's a child, right. but... You know the the mother instead of being the the adult in the room is essentially using her to get the signature yes, yes. because that's basically like I'm going to sit to, you know the, you know she wants ice cream and it's okay with me you know it's you know isn't it okay with you why isn't it okay with you that that our poor daughter who's 700 pounds have some ice cream you know it's mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing where it's like. There's no good reason to allow this child mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put you in a situation where if you say no, you're a piece of garbage mm-hmm. and I still look like a million bucks. Yeah. So it, it's another situation where you hate the mother, mm-hmm. you hate, and, but I just as much hate Liam Neeson because I think he's a piece of garbage. I, I don't like him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like, the yeah, character I'm is so over the, the top and bullshit. I'm getting the impression you don't like anybody in this movie. <sighs> Nope. <laughs> I think there's... There, there is no one likable in this film. That one guy at the end. I was sitting there thinking, you know, the guy who gets shot in the elevator, the one that was that's selling... A, that's what I was, about to, I was about to talk about. That guy was even more hateable. <laughs> it's, it's like... You feel bad for him. He's, a, he's on the floor. He's like, it's not personal. It's all business. And he but, shoots him in the head. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel bad for him but, either. But the thing is, they built his character. Like, I don't know. It's like, are we... like? They set him up like he was like this big villain, 
It's like, who is this guy? Nope. Like, we, like, he's, he's in got, one he's, scene. He's in one scene, but they act like, you know, killing him is like killing like the sec like the, the second or third line villain of like a movie where you would feel like, yes, you got him. But it's like, well, he's dead too, which yeah. is pretty much the entire damn movie. So so 30 minutes in, which is like leads to this one, and this is, you know, everybody knows this. This is what you say, you know, to the telephone repairman. Oh, God. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. I will kill you. I will tickle you. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me talking to my kids when they're misbehaving. Uh, if you do this one more time, if you hit I have a very particular set. I think we were talking on the phone where I'm like, I have a very particular set of skills, <laughs> none of which will help save my daughter in this current situation. I'm going to make... A Put website <laughs> dedicated to her loss. Put her on the phone. <laughs> Honey. Honey, goodbye. Good luck. <laughs> Remember, it's twice as much for anal. <laughs> this is what you get for rhyming horse. <laughs> oh, that was... ask. And then, and then Next we, time, just be happy with the karaoke machine. I just... Like, so when you watch a movie that's an action movie, like Die Hard, yep, there are scenes where the protagonist is facing adversity. Yep, like a lot of adversity. Like there are scenes where you're, you know, even though you know the, the good guy's going to win at the end, for the most part, there's the the, the doubt at least creeps in. The, the doubt creeps in. In this movie, never. There's like. A second where they tie him up to a pole or something, and he just kicks the ass. There's like, like he just is a nonstop bulldozer through everybody, through every scene in this movie. Just I will say there is one scene in this entire movie that I really truly like, and that's the scene where he's sitting there having dinner with the cop. <laughs> it's great. And they're just having this conversation, and the wife's just sitting there going like. Honey, what's going on? What's going on, honey? And the guy gets up. He pulls out the gun. Liam Neeson, of course, has his badass. You don't know how much a gun weighs without the bullets. I'm going to flick these on the table. And then immediately turns around and shoots the wife in the shoulder. It's like, that is it. The wife was breaking down before that. She's like, because she's like in the middle seat. And they're across from each other, and she's made this wonderful dinner. Uh, and she just starts breaking down as they're yelling, what's going on? What's <laughs> Would you just bleed she's, past the gravy? She's the most innocent person <laughs> she in is. this movie, and she doesn't get shot in the arm. She's likable, too. <laughs> she's likable. There's your likable character. Oh, you <laughs> she's the only one that's likable in the whole fucking movie. It's, it is. And, I mean, it just goes the entire, it just kicks everybody's ass. I, I like Eh. Oh, that scene. The best scene is when he goes into like the um, the house where he meets Marco. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. That's, right. that's, okay. that's a pretty the cool, first one. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's a pretty cool. Other than that, just he just run a rough shot through everybody. The one guy yeah, who was I don't even know why he decided to go in, you know, slow. I mean, why didn't he just kill everybody just, on the way in? Yeah, why does he have to, you know? Yeah, just, just He just him. gets in there so he can figure out which one's Marco, so he can kill everyone other than Marco, and so he can ask Marco questions. <laughs> what's this paper And say? he literally kills everyone. <laughs> They're just stacking up on top of each other. He's using bodies as shields. As shields. He builds up a little wall of bodies that he stands, sits behind yeah, and he's shoots. Like, he's like Belgium. In, it's in fucking ridiculous. World War One. It's in terms of it. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's the the whole movie is unbelievable. And I think that one critic that you read kind of says that, where it's just like this over masculine, oh. you know. And I I agree with that. It's just. It, it gets to a point where no matter who you are, yeah. this would not happen. <laughs> I just love the fact. And see, that's why when you watch a movie like Predator, it's yeah. kind of like a comic book come to life. Yes. This is supposed to be more like a realistic movie where this is real. A real guy could really do this. But guess what? It's not. It's not even right. it, this. This is more. This is closer to the Expendables than it is to Die Hard. Yeah, I. It, it is closer to the Expendables. And it's supposed to be a Die Hard movie. You know, it's supposed to be that guy against the overcoming odds. But at no point in time do you feel like the odds are in against him. There's oh, yeah. hundred guys. There's, there's the very first fucking thing he does is go into a building with fifty guys <laughs> and kills them all. He just he oh, kills them all. Just, Nope. And then he goes onto a boat with ten people, and you think you're oh oh no, they're going to stop him. How? <laughs> he's killed hundred. He guys. killed fucking fifty. <laughs> guys. He's killed a hundred people in this movie already. <laughs> These five people that are left are going to stop him. No, he gets into like a kung fu fight with like the master henchman. That's the it. That's <laughs> that is that is the biggest. And my daughter was like, "Why is he having a hard time with this?" She literally says that yeah. during that fight. I'm like, "Well, this is supposed to be the big baddie, like number one." To you know, guy who knows what he's doing. And she's like, oh, okay. Out of all the guy that the Arab has, the, the salt he has in his network of goons, yeah, there's only one guy who knows how to fight. He, th- he's in that room and hung up, and he's in a room full of killers, yet there's never a single doubt. And, like, he's on a pole. <laughs> he should be dead. <laughs> and somehow he, he lucks out. <laughs> he breaks through steel. <laughs> They break through steel. And seriously, there's a second when that one guy, it's all business. <laughs> Personal. Oh, God. A, you know, he goes up, oh, we got you now. They straps him up, and he's, he's, he, leaves the, he leaves the room, kicks out of it. No problem. <sighs> Done. He's immediately out, killing Done. everyone in the room. They all have guns. <laughs> they all have guns. He's got, and he's handcuffed. He's got a pocket watch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's just, it's... He's got some Twizzlers and a yo-yo, and he beats up everybody. It's worse than fucking MacGyver, dude. It's, MacGyver was bad. I never liked MacGyver, which is probably why I don't like this movie. But this is worse than MacGyver. Like, literally, you're in a room full of people with guns, and you're handicapped. Uh, handicapped. You're, you're handcuffed to a fucking pipe over your head, and you somehow get off the pipe... Unarm everyone in the room and kill everyone yeah. in time before the guy had enough time to walk 20 feet to the elevator. 
He was still walking to the elevator when he walked out the <laughs> door. Was. It's not like he was he pushed the button and he was waiting. He was still walking to the goddamn elevator 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, granted, he did stop for a half a second and say, find out why they're being so loud <laughs> killing this guy. But that was it. He only had to go 20 feet. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, I... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I think he killed like 35 people, and this is like almost bad as Commando. I don't know how many people he kills in this movie. He kills a lot of people. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. It's ridiculous. Including the wife. Who didn't realize, actually bled out, she never made it to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a flesh wound. (laughs) Took her to the hospital. you You gotta sit there and think. Was he inspired by Christopher Nolan's Batman to do that voice? Do you really have to think watching this movie at all? <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Then he shoots the, the, the Saudi tries to make a deal. He shoots shoots him that forehead. <laughs> What can make a deal? Oh well, the guy's got the knife to the daughter's fucking neck at the end of the movie, and it just like the sheik is standing there. He's just like <laughs> the sheik. <laughs> what? 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 Are you, what? What? He's oh. he's going to shoot the guy right in the forehead. <laughs> you killed my. The knife isn't even somehow. The knife that's up against his daughter's neck no. is not going to even no. cut her. No. Which would be an auto. If you got to think about this, if you were shot in the head and you had your uh, oh, yeah. a knife around somebody's neck, you would fall backwards and just slit the person's neck. Yeah. Well, you don't understand, Paul. Remember, she wanted to be a professional singer since she's been five, so she's got so extra, th- extra muscles there to sing. And plus, she's an. Old don't horse. you understand how much of a how <laughs> like that would have actually propelled a story layer, a storyline by getting her her throat cut. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I'm interrupting my, my. Uh, I have no idea who this is. She gets just came out of nowhere. Didn't she it? wanted to be a singer, but she gets her throat cut. So now she has no vocal cords. Yeah. But that would that would eliminate the final scene where he gets to be a good. You know, it wasn't good enough that he saved her life. Uh, you know, he's got to you know set her up with the damn singer that he saved <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. All right, so. And then the movie, this is going to be the new, new format. We're a little bit long because we explained the format and all that. So yeah. It's going to be I, typically an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. We're at an hour and 15 minutes right now. And we're going to probably, we're going to stick to one per movie. Except, I mean, there's going to be movies that we get into that are going to go either super long that we might cut into two episodes or whatever. But we're going to try to stick to one to one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, 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 I like it better. And I like the formatting of we're not going scene by scene or all that. Um, not I, I can scene. say right now we have an email address, uh, JB drive in JB drive in at uh, hotmail.com. Um, I just set that up. So if you want to email us, uh, your, any picks for movies you want us to review or anything else, um, we're going to work on getting a parlor account set up. I got to get a dedicated, uh, phone number for all this shit. Cause I, you know, last minute, everything, mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get a parlor set up. Uh, maybe we'll do, I don't, I don't, you know, I know it's a political thing and we're not, you know, getting into politics here, but I don't support Twitter. 
So I'm not setting up a Twitter account. If you want to, you're welcome nah, to we're it. We're doing parlor. But I'm going we're with parlor. I think we could say whatever the hell we want on there, and we're not going to get into any kind of exactly. real trouble. Exactly. So we do, we do the parlor thing. Um, we do the Facebook, JB's Brian podcast for now. I don't know how much longer I want to be on Facebook as well. I mean, I use it for Well, we're not even using it yeah, right now. Whatever. We I don't even know the last time you updated it. It's It's been a while. Anyway, <laughs> so, so on the scale... What what do we decide? So we're, what is your rating for this movie? Um, do you want to do grade system? Do you want to go number system? Well, I I want to I we were just kind of talking about this before we started, uh, and we were trying to think of the best way to rate this. I think the tomato scale is too much. Yeah, I think it's too much. You no, know, one out of a hundred is is a it's, lot. It's ridiculous. Um, but if we do like a one out of ten scale, I think that's not too yeah, bad. We can be fine. more consistent, uh, moving forward. Yeah. Um. I'm going to, you know, I know that we're not going to be the same on this movie, but no. my personal grade on this is a two. Uh, okay. I can't go, you know, I'm not going to go one or zero because, you know, I think those are god-awful trash movies. And this is a bad, bad movie. I do not have, I, there's very little positives that you can take out of this. Um, I thought the music was pretty decent. Um, I thought that it seemed like the scenery was pretty consistent, meaning that they, it looked like the shit, the shit that was uh, supposed to be in France looked like it was filmed in mm-hmm. France. Whether it was or not, I have no idea, but it looked like it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was least some thought put into the character, the main character, uh, being anal retentive, which would work in favor of of his career and stuff like that. So I, like I said, I'm I'm just kind of justifying my score at this point uh, because I know that we trash the shit out of this movie because it is it's just garbage. It's a garbage film, and I don't. I personally wouldn't advise anybody to see it, but I also can appreciate some of the positives that came out of it. Um, you know, Femke probably gets a point on her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime I get to look at her uh, is, is a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very beautiful woman, um, you know, but beyond that, there's not a lot. I mean, and, and I was verging on a two for this, and I think three is probably where I need to fall. Though. Three? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I want to give it a solid mm, six. Yeah. I, I expect that you like this more. When we discussed it before you sat down to watch it, it seemed like you were a little more excited than after you watched it because mm-hmm. I think you probably looked at it through a different lens this time. Yeah, I mean, here, here's here's my reasoning behind this. And with this grading system we have, I, I want to reserve like seven, eight, nine, ten for my upper echelon movies Yeah, where I want to reserve like, – so this was between six and seven – where the middle the middle numbers are for like middle of the road numbers and to me mummy movies and to me this was the top end of those middle of the road movies right um and it depends on what type of move uh, mood I like the subject matter I think it's important it's yeah about and traffic. I will agree with you that know, I think it's important to highlight trafficking I do like Liam Neeson I'm a big Liam Neeson fan so that helps out um, I like him in certain roles I, and I appreciate that I just I this just like is him. not one of them um Fam K as I said the movie gets an extra point for her being in there yes the problem is. Is that the daughter subtracts that point, <laughs> so it evens it out. So I can't give it. I can't go that full bore with her because of of the daughter. She's yeah, just, she's horrible. She's downright annoying. I um, don't know. I've never. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. I'm sure she's done other movies since then, but this is just not a selling point. The problem with this movie 
the problem with this movie, and I will say this time and time again, I've said it even before we graded movies, is that that a good villain can make a movie on its own. You're right. And here, there, there is, is no villain. There is no villain. There is no. It's just a bunch of. It's guys. a cultural villain. It's a cul- It's a cultural villain. But still, you need that. You need that guy. That hen- that guy at the end. That's the evil to offset his good. Yes. And there is no evil to offset. The evil is the act. Exactly. And, and that, that's too nebulous. That just does not. It. Do, there's nothing. There's nothing concrete behind it. It doesn't work. And that's the problem. It and and if you had that big baddie that he has to work all the way up the tower to, mm. then you have a movie. But he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't start low. The first thing he does is walk into a room full of people and kill them all. Annihilate them. It's just, it, and yeah. it's not even close. Right. Like, he's not, he doesn't get winged or anything until almost the end of the movie. Yeah. So that's why... To me, it's a solid six. The lack of a, a a lack of a great villain, combined with the daughter um, and the thin script, uh, I just say. I mean, yeah. it just I I can watch this movie again. It's an hour and a half flick. I'm not gonna, especially like one of those days where I don't want to think. Okay. You know, if it's on TV, if I'm flicking through, then it's on TV. There's nothing else on. I just want to sit there and drink a beer. Be like, you yeah, know, whatever. This is this is something I'll watch. I could watch it again with my daughter just for a laugh. Yeah, and you could. That's do that as the well. only way I would watch this again because it's there's nothing in my opinion. There's nothing good in this. There's movie. nothing good in this movie. So I mean, it's just it's too many conflicting problems. But like you said, the biggest issue is no big baddie mm-hmm. and no likable characters. In no my way. opinion, exactly. So next movie up uh, since Cobra Kai is uh, season three is coming out on Netflix. Tomorrow, yes. or no, I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Friday, we are going to be doing uh, Karate Kid Part 2. We've already done Karate Kid Part 1. Yeah, it's somewhere in our... God, two years ago. And, yeah. We're also going to be looking into getting a web page together web page, yeah. uh, so that you guys can go to one spot and be able to find everything easy. Yes. Um, that way, because we talk about our, our archives all the time, but I, I do know that it's kind of difficult to find that shit yeah. um, on these streaming services. So, yeah, we got we got that coming. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the new format. We'll be back next week with Karate Kid Part 2. Bye-bye.